You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. And make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. In this podcast, we will be diving into the series, The Bait of Satan with Pastor Robert. Man, pretty good looking crowd here tonight. Amen. Well, we were uh, the bait of Satan, the spirit of offense. We several weeks back in the fall. Uh, then we picked back up last Sunday evening, and then tonight and next Sunday evening. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, next Sunday night, we start at five o'clock. All right, we've done that for, I don't know, over 20 years. Super Bowl Sunday, we're not trying to adjust to the world, but I'd rather have a few people to talk to. And we'll all get home in time to those that want to watch, we'll be able to watch the Super Bowl, and those that don't, that's fine also. Everybody doing okay? Doing all right? Get your Bibles and go with me to Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 17. So in this bait of Satan, the spirit of offense, we're going to talk a little bit about revenge. Um, it says in the Bible, do unto others as they do to you, but do it first, right? Is that what it says? No, I don't think so, okay? So revenge is a trap. Uh, you may feel like you're getting ahead on somebody, but really when you take it into your own hands, you've taken the bait and you are in the trap. So Romans chapter 12, verse 17, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Pastor Aaron, why don't you take that microphone back to Lynn Clellan and Lynn, why don't you stand and bless the reading of the word. I should have already had you there, but I'm sorry. I'm not thinking as fast. I'm getting old. <laughs> right, Carrie? Lord, we thank you for your presence tonight, Father. God, we thank you for who you are, God. Father, we're thankful for the blessings, God, that you bestow upon us. But God, we're also mindful of, as Pastor has spoken this morning, and I know that he'll speak about tonight, that Satan is like a roaring lion, Father. Mm -hmm. He's roaming around, Father, seeking whom he may devour. And God, without you, we don't have a chance. God, we're thankful for your presence in our lives. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit, Father, the guidance, Father, that we receive through the presence of the Holy Spirit, that you live inside us, Father. We're so thankful for that. And God, that I, I ask tonight that you be with our pastor, Father, mm -hmm. as he speaks to us from your word. Anoint his lips, Father, that the words he has, Father, are not his words, Father, but they're your words. And we pray it through your son Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, let's laugh just a little bit. Uh, I said, uh, getting older, how, how many's ever walked into a room to get something? And when you got in that room, you couldn't remember what you was after. Did you raise your hand, Carrie? Huh. One time, this is a true story, a couple years ago, my phone rang, and I was talking to somebody on the phone, and they said, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking all over the house for my cell phone. <laughs> true story. Oh, man. Somebody told me it doesn't get any better either, so amen. You that was here this morning, was that not a beautiful sight of the father's? Uh, I don't know how many, but the whole front was covered. Uh, and one of the men that came forward, I've been praying for for weeks, uh, gave his life to the Lord this morning. So as we clearly um, saw and studied last Sunday evening, that when we hold on to the offense of unforgiveness, it's like holding a debt against someone. And we all had a debt that we couldn't pay. We all agree to that tonight. So when one person is wronged by another person, actually you believe there is a debt that is owed to you. 
As I said last Sunday night, how many's ever heard this saying or you said it yourself? Hmm, that's gonna cost you. Anybody ever think that way or say that? Um, how many's ever been wronged? Anybody ever been wronged? Gibson, are you awake or are you asleep back there? <laughs> Have you ever been wronged, Gibson? Thank you for raising your hand and participating. I appreciate that. That's my brother-in-law. If you're new, everybody knows I pick on him a lot. Uh, it's when you expect a payment of some sort, whether it's monetary or not. I have found in my life, I feel it's monetary with most people. Money will divide a family quicker than anything else. It kind of amazes me that most oftentimes the family that does very little to help mom and dad is the ones that stand in line with their hand out. Does anybody have anyone like that in your family? Man, there's a whole lot of people got real spiritual there all of a sudden. Um, in most cases, lawsuits result from people trying to satisfy their debts. Now we're going to be speaking about lawsuits tonight. And uh, my favorite word in a lot of uh, life is balance. And I, I'm, I'm not saying to you tonight that a lawsuit is totally 100% wrong. I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to let you after the lesson tonight. I believe there is times where somebody's injured uh, and, and they are uh, left crippled for the rest of their life. Uh, you know, there, there is in reason there's things to, that we let the law uh, work out. Last week, the unforgiving servant wanted his fellow servant to pay what he owed. So he sought uh, his compensation in the court of law. And uh, if you've ever been sued, it's not a good time. It, it's, it's, it's a time in your life where you don't know what to expect. But honestly, this is not the way of righteousness. So we're gonna look at it from the word of God tonight. Romans 12 and 19, go there with me. First of all, let me ask you a question. How many's ever been sued? Huh? Yeah, there's a few people in here tonight. Um, this is not God's design, it's not his way. So let's look at Romans 12 and 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. I have never been personally sued, and I have never personally sued someone. Um, I have been wronged in my life, but I can honestly say that I've laid it before the Lord, and the Lord always, always has taken care of me and my family. And I believe tonight that between Christian brothers and sisters, there is nothing you can't work through and work out when you have the leading of the Spirit of the Lord. And it may cost you something financially, but you will gain greater on the backside of it when you honor God and let God take, the, the legal system is not my provider. Jehovah Jireh is my provider and you can't outgive God. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying tonight? So it is unrighteous for us as children of God to avenge ourselves. If you ever say that person's gonna pay for that, then you're, standing on the wrong ground. You're not on the solid ground. But that is exactly what we are seeking when we forgive or refuse to forgive. And we've talked a lot about in the last few months, forgiveness. Forgiveness is great, man. I'm telling you, when, when you see, for example, a prodigal son coming home and the father wrapping his arms around that person, uh, how many's ever had conflict in, in a family, in your family, and, and, and forgiveness was granted, and, and, and it was just a time of celebration, 
And to be honest with you, it feels like a million pounds just came off of your shoulders. That is God's plan. And God forgives us and he expects us to forgive each other. And as long as we are in the flesh, there is gonna be disagreements. There is gonna be problems no matter what. Can somebody say amen? amen? So God is the just God. So in James 4 and 12, go there with me. I want you to use your Bible a little bit. Maybe we should have just turned the screens off tonight. But James 4 and 12, there is one, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna let you get there. You brought your Bible, I want you to be able to use it. James 4 and 12, there is one lawgiver, one. Somebody say one. one. Who is able to save and destroy. Who art thou that judges another? God is the just judge. Can somebody say amen? amen. And he will pass Righteous judgment. A lot of times it's misunderstanding. Communication is not where it should be. But God sees all things and God knows all things. So God will pass righteous judgment. Can anybody tonight by the show of hands say, at one time, man, I didn't think, I was in a situation and I just didn't think it would work out, but God worked it out. Is there anybody in the house? My, my. If he'll do it once, he'll do it again. And again, and again, and again. We gotta depend on him. So under the Old Testament covenant, if you trespassed against me, I had legal right to bring that same back on you. Isn't it funny how people that don't go to church, people that don't know the word of God, they'll wanna use the word of God that they do know. How many ever, well, he messed with me. The Bible said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. They know those kind of, right? Well, listen to me, we're not under the old covenant. Do you hear me? Permission was granted to collect on debts repaying evil for evil. Leviticus 24 and 19 in the Old Testament, and if a man cause a blemish in his neighbor as he hath done, so shall it be done to him. People like that kind. They like that kind of word. You mess me over, I'm gonna mess you over, right? Well, Exodus 21 and 23 through 25 for reference only, it says a life for a life, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, hand for a hand, foot for a foot. Can I tell you a lot of people are still living that way today? Still living that way today. Law was supreme. Jesus had not yet died to set them free. So let's look now as he addresses new covenant believers. Go with me to Matthew. I'm just gonna read it out of my Bible. I got the King James here. And uh, Matthew chapter five. I pray that I'm right. I just jotted this down. Verse 38 through 42. 38 through 42. You have heard that it hath been said, now this is Jesus, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you resist not evil, that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, have you arrived there yet? I, I wanna slap somebody and see you turn the cheek. Huh? I wanna sue you and take away 10 grand and you give them 20. Anybody got there yet? Huh? I didn't, I didn't tell you. How about you, Aaron? You get there? Everybody say, ha. Ah. Some of you remember what that was about. Verse 41, and whosoever shall compel these to go a mile, go with him twain. Verse 42, give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn thou not away. Actually, right there, Jesus was eliminating any gray areas. I'm not there yet. And I don't think you are either but maybe by God's grace and the help of the spirit of the living God, we can get a little closer than what we were. Luke 
23 and 34. Then, Jesus, then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So here's what I want to share out of that right there. And I've heard this and I've probably said this. I'm not going to forgive so-and-so until they come and apologize. Boy, Kenny, you must have said it a lot because you knew right where I was going. He's saying it now. He's saying it right now. I'll say it again. I'm not going to forgive that individual until they come and apologize to me. Anybody ever say that? Huh? The rest of you ain't telling the truth or you're asleep. Well, let's look at that scripture that I just read. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they knew not what they did. He didn't wait on nobody to come and apologize. Now, I'm not trying to be self-righteous at all. I'm not trying to be holier than now. But I have learned that it is easier to go to somebody and to ask forgiveness. Everybody's got one in the family. I got one aunt, one. I had all kind of aunts and uncles, slews of them, I can't even remember. She's the only one living. <laughs> How's she still alive? That's what I, you know. I mean, she's mad at everybody. And, and she has tested me so many times. And again, I'm laughing because she's still hanging around, you know. And I would go to her and apologize and 100% know that I was not in the wrong. Not in the wrong. And she said, well, it's about time you come and apologize. Anybody got a relative like that? Look straight ahead. Don't look at the one sitting beside of you, all right? But think about that. We say that. Josh, you ever say it? I'm not going to apologize until they come apologize to me. Huh? Jesus, that's not our example. And when you go and apologize, you take the high road and not the low road. And sometimes... It's hard to do, hard to do, but I'm telling you, it's better off when you do that. So then said Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So then we're instructed by Paul. Go with me to Colossians chapter three, verse 13. How many struggle forgiving people? Be honest, raise your hand. You know what I noticed right there? Everybody went half masked. <laughs> yeah, I seen like 25 hands go, whoop, uh, gone. <laughs> he who the sun sets free. <laughs> Amen, all right. I need to straighten up here. We're instructed by Paul in Colossians 3 and 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man have a quarrel against what? Any. any. Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. My aunt would say, well, it's about time you come and apologize. And I would go through me, I'd want to lay hands on her, you know. Boom! And she'd be gone. But I have to know that I did. <laughs> you liked that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some days I just feel a little ornery than others. My wife said I'll never grow up, right? But, and it would upset me. But my battle is not against flesh and blood, as I preached this morning. We all got to learn to take the higher road. Can someone say amen? amen? So let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And be you kind one to another, tender hearted. Forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. I look around the room and I see people in their 20s, I see people in their 30s, I see people 70s and everything in between. How much has God forgiven you? How much has God forgiven me? Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted. Let me stop there, tender-hearted. Some people have been saved so long, but they've allowed their hearts to get hard. You've heard me say it. Joey Jenkins comes here on Sunday mornings. I led him to the Lord 
seven or eight years ago. And almost every Sunday, because he's in a shrewd business, I touch him right there and I say, Joey, keep your heart soft. It's easier to forgive somebody when your heart is soft. But if you let your heart get hard, you'll find yourself in the same situation in life that they are. So be kind one to another. I'm gonna stop right there again. Here's what I hear. This is, honestly, this is what I hear. We have multiple new families every week. They say we feel the love when we pull in the parking lot. People are so kind, and I say it all the time, we gotta defend that. We gotta forgive each other because we're gonna offend each other. We're gonna say things that come out maybe not the way we mean it to come out. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Often Jesus likened the condition of our hearts to that of soil. And you think about my wife and I, one of our hobbies is uh, we love to plant flowers, not really into the garden. I had enough of that growing up. But we like to plant, and the better the soil, the better the growth. So we are admonished to be rooted and grounded in what? What kind of soil? Good soil, which is the love of God. That's the good soil, is the love of God. The seed of God's word will then take root in our hearts. If the soil is good, the heart is tender, and then the seed of God's word will take root. How many knows the deeper the root, the harder it is to pull it out? Amen? So we need that root, root the love of God, the word of God, in our hearts and grow and eventually will produce a beautiful fruit, a beautiful vegetable, a beautiful flower, or a beautiful expression of God's love, amen. Everybody that comes here, I hear it all the time, we feel the love of God. Let's dig a little deeper. Let's dig a little deeper or let's, let's sow into some good soil, amen. Give God a hand clap of praise tonight. If you're thankful for the love of God, give him a hand clap. Eventually, it'll produce the fruit of righteousness. I want you to go with me to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and verse 23. I'll give you a minute to get there. Your minute's up. Nah, I'll give you a minute. All right. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. I, I want you to do a fruit inspection on yourself right now. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, tell me the truth. How do I score? Uh oh. Dave, were you and Patty not looking at each other? You don't want to know. <laughs> I look back at her, and there was Dave and Patty. Uh, you two going home in the same car, right? You're not going to get in a fight. All right, listen. Ground will only produce what is planted in it. You plant a vegetable, a green bean seed, you're going to get a green bean vine. Does that make any sense? If we plant seeds of debt, seeds of unforgiveness, seeds of offense, another root will spring up in place of the root that we just spoke about, the love of God. Does anybody know what that other root would be named? Don't be bashful. Bitterness. You're at the top of the class, Jim. Bitterness is unfulfilled revenge. Anybody ever try to 
Get a little bit of revenge? Anybody? Anybody? Anybody going once, going twice? We've got a few hands going up. We're not all perfect. It is produced when revenge is not satisfied to the degree that we desire. I'm going to hold you accountable till I get the revenge that I desire. That is ungodly. That is ungodly. And I've seen Christian people in the same family, in the same church, set on different sides of the building. We've had it happen here because there were offense. The only good thing about here is it's so big on a Sunday morning, you don't have to even look at that person. But God still sees it, does he not? Huh? Bitterness is a root. If it's nursed, if it's watered, if it's protected, if it's fed, if it's given attention, they increase, the root will increase in depth and in strength. When you're standing down here on the blacktop looking at my house, on the far left side, and I didn't even realize it till this fall, we, have, we keep all of our landscaping very nice, but clear over on that furthest corner, I didn't even realize it, and I don't know the name of it. I don't know what it is, but it's about eight feet tall right now. And I grabbed that, and I tried to pull it up. It's back where we don't see, so I'm not, I'm not back here hardly when I'm flying by on a mower, and I probably noticed it before, and it just kept growing. But I tried to grab it and pull it up, and I couldn't budge it. Why? Because it had been nurtured, it had been fed by just nature, and that root had grown deeper and deeper and deeper and stronger and stronger, and that's just the same way the root of bitterness is. If you don't attend to it, if you, don't, if you just keep feeding it, and you just keep nurturing it, it's gonna keep growing, it's gonna not only grow this way, it's gonna grow that way, and when you finally decide to grab a hold of it and get rid of it, you're gonna have a battle. But if I'd have took time, if I'd have noticed it when it was just that big. So if you'll take time and address the situation that the bitterness, that the root, that the enemy wants to grow and pluck it out before it gets very deep, it'll be a lot easier. Do you believe that? Give God a hand. Clap of praise tonight. Amen. Let's be honest. Anybody got a root of bitterness right now? Anybody? Anybody? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Deal with it. I'm telling you. Deal with it. Deal with it. Pray. Don't be afraid to ask the Holy Ghost to lead you at the right time, to direct you and address it. Get that root out that you can grow. My goodness. Get that root of bitterness out so you can grow in the soil of the love of God and you can flourish and you can have fruit that comes out of you that people want to be around you. But when you've got that root of bitterness, it just turns people away. And all the same time you think you're bitter toward that person and you're making their life miserable, they done moved on and you're making yourself miserable. Anybody ever make yourself miserable? Huh? All right, amen. So if not dealt with quickly, roots are hard to pull up. So we are therefore exhorted not to let the sun go down on your wrath, on the wrath. Huh? Get it right before you go to bed. Let's look and go with me to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Here's another verse people misquote. They blow up, they got their veins clear out here, and they say, well, the Bible said I can be angry. And they're cussing and going crazy. Well, what about the rest of the verse? What about the rest of the verse? Ephesians 4 and 26, be ye angry and sin not. Sin, there's things that make me angry. When I was sick back in April and they couldn't get my blood pressure up, and they tried everything. 
<laughs> I think I told this story before. I told them what, I'm going to get myself in trouble here. I'm just going to have to say it like it is. Put your head down, huh? <laughs> I told the doctor when it came in, he said, we just can't get your blood pressure up. I said, turn CNN news on and it'll get my blood pressure up. <laughs> There's things in the news <laughs> that makes me hot. So be ye angry and sin not, amen? Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. How many would rather be, you would just rather stew on it for a few days? In your marriage, how many would you like, just prefer not when you're mad at your spouse, just not to speak to them for a couple days? Boy, you guys got Jesus over here. I mean, we didn't have one hand go up. They put both hands and both feet up at the same time. Touch them, Jesus. Touch them, Jesus. Well, I'm just going to make them. Hey. I ain't apologizing till they come and apologize to me. Is that right? Is that in the book of Mary? It's in the book of Mary. <laughs> Is it all right to laugh and have a good time, but we're being serious? There are some people, I had a relative of mine said his wife didn't speak to him sometimes for a month. That might have been a blessing, I don't know. Do what? Peace? Peace in the valley, right? Be ye angry. We got to go back to the word. All right, we're getting way out there. Let's go back to the word. Be you angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So you have a fight, there's an offense, you close your eyes, and what if that one that you loved, uh-oh, Mary. Next morning, that one you wasn't speaking to didn't wake up. We're instructed to protect us from those kind of situations but also that it won't grow. So work it out. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Mary, I want you to look at Kenny and say, Kenny. <laughs> hey, you're the one that, I'm meddling, I'm meddling, I'm meddling. Hey, you're the one that got all spiritual and threw both hands up there. I better, I better start talking over here to this side. I'm feeling a spirit of offense over on that side. All right. <laughs> Instead of the fruit of righteousness being produced, if we're not careful, we'll see a harvest of anger, of anger. We'll see a harvest of anger, resentment, jealousy, hatred, strife, and discord. So for reference only in Matthew chapter seven, Jesus called this evil fruit, evil fruit. Bible said, blessed be the peacemaker. Blessed be the peacemaker. And I'm not just, listen, I'm not arrived, I'm not perfect, but I can honestly tell you my wife and I live this way. 100%. Do we not? 100%. Do not be afraid to ask the Holy Spirit to do a work in your heart tonight. We've laughed because I like to make things presentable in a way that we feel comfortable but don't be afraid to ask. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. So don't be afraid to ask the Holy Spirit tonight to do a work in your heart that you would be rooted deeper in the love of God and that you would have and bear good fruit. The longer you hide it, the stronger it will become and the harder it will become to resolve the longer you hide it. Neighbor, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, stay tenderhearted. I got one more verse and then I'm gonna share something with you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter four, verse 31, 32. And I think this is a good way. I think we read some of it up maybe a little bit already, but let all, somebody say all. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking 
be put away from you with all malice. And be you kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. I'm going to give you a, a, a true example. And I'm going to tell you just like it happened. And if they were here tonight, I would tell it anyway. Several years ago at the old facility, on a Sunday night, while we were in church, we got hit with a storm. Ice, snow, bad. Didn't even have a clue. We didn't have no windows in that sanctuary. We didn't even know what was going on. The ushers came in at the end of the church and told me, and we got it on video, me making announcements, saying, listen, we got ice, we got snow, the wind is blowing, it is bad, be careful. If you need an usher to help you to the car, I mean, the whole nine yards, our guys are out there, they're shoveling, they're salting, da-da-da-da-da-da. One of the couples left, and the lady stepped off the sidewalk. She blew a knee out. Our deacons um, got her to the hospital. Um, she wasn't able to go to her job. We paid her weekly salary. They took her to rehab. She went through the surgery. We was paying her weekly salary because we wanted to, because we were rooted in the soil, the love of God. About a month went by, got a certified letter. We were being sued for $250,000. I needed to read that verse that said, be you angry? and sin not. I definitely needed to read the verse that said, and let not the sun go down on your wrath. So anyhow, it bothered me, being sued for $250,000. And we had to have attorneys and all that stuff. One Sunday morning, it wasn't settled yet. And one Sunday morning, I was in my office upstairs and uh, we were, the deacons were downstairs preparing to share communion. And I had aught in my heart. And I asked one of the deacons to bring them to my office. And I apologized to them. Again, not trying to be holier than thou tonight. I'm trying to teach and give you some real life examples too. And I apologize because I had aught in my heart and the Holy Spirit had told me, do not serve or take communion until you get this out of your heart, okay? So I did that. Uh, they ended up getting 50,000 and uh, still attended for a long time, still, you know, was here up until COVID, and I expect them to be back. If, if, and I thought to myself, I'm going to share this tonight. And I thought to myself, self, if they happen to be here, because I ain't got no hot in my heart, I'm going to share what happened. So all you can do is do it right and trust the Lord to work it out. You hear me? You can make a choice whether you sue somebody else, but you can't make a choice whether they sue you. Okay, again, I started out tonight saying, I'm not saying there's never a time for a court to get involved. That's between you and the Lord. But for me, I don't know, unless there's a life-threatening in injury to me that my family, I, I don't know. But for just blowing out a knee or 5,000 or 10,000, I'm not going that way. Because he that takes care of the sparrow will take care of me. And I believe that. So I hope that helps you out. Okay? Before you jump, take a breath. Pray. Think about it. Be angry. Sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Amen. Anybody got any questions or anything they want to share? Yes, ma'am. Um, let, let's get over mic. Yeah. Don, 
I, I was heard the uh, widow of the police officer um, in New York, the yes. young man that was killed, and in her test, in when she was sharing at his funeral, they had a fight that morning, and she left him and had an Uber. And the last words he said to her, "Are you sure you don't want me to take you home? It might be the last ride mm-hmm. I give you." And and so I mean, so the things we do, mm-hmm. sometimes we don't have a second chance. That's right. When the Lord's dealing, that's the time. Yeah. To let Him make your heart tender and make things right. Yeah. When your spouse walks out the door to go to work, you don't know if they're coming home. When your kid goes to school, you don't know if they're coming home. When you both cuddle up together underneath the sheets, you don't know if you'll both wake up in the morning. Be you angry, sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Somebody else want to share something? Yes, ma'am. Carrie, give her a microphone, please. This is the best part, is to hear what other people say. So I guess, what is the difference? So if you're deeply hurt by somebody, you're not angry, Mm -hmm. but you're deeply hurt, and you're trying to get over that hurt, how does that, I guess... I don't go to bed angry, I go to bed hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, let me say real quick, and you'll get a little bit of a laugh here. I'm not Dr. Phil, okay? <laughs> no, but, but I'm going to give you my, my best opinion there, okay? When you get hurt, it's a process to be healed. And when you lay that at the feet of the Lord, and I'm not going to say don't pick it back up, because it's just our nature. And you'll never forget but when you truly give it to the Lord, there will come a time when you see that person that hurts you, you will remember it, but that pain will be gone. And I believe there's a tremendous healing in prayer, comes through prayer, but it comes through time. Time has a way of changing a lot of things, a lot of things. Nancy, I don't mean to embarrass you, but Nancy watched her husband be murdered And I can look at you tonight and tell you're better today than you were a few months ago. She was hurt. You know what I'm saying? And that hurt will probably never, never completely go away, but there'll be less pain. Hold on a second. I want, I want, this is, this is important right here. That brings up a question because I actually have a lawsuit now mm-hmm. trying to get my neighbor's property because if he gets out of jail, he's going to be my neighbor again. Right. The murder was over the property dispute of a property line. Can you imagine? Her husband was murdered. But that goes back to where I said in the beginning, we're talking a life here. Okay, we're not talking a kneecap, an accident. That was premeditated, okay? He walked right across to your place and shot him. So that, I I did not teach, I taught this tonight because it was the next lesson in the book. So I'm not singling out anyone at all. But this is not apples for apples, what we're talking about. So if you have peace with that, and you should have peace with that because the very individual without this suit will come back and then it's the same situation again. So I believe there's places that the law has to be brought in and let them serve justice, okay? All right, and again, this is not against a Christian and against a Christ, it's not a Christian brother against a Christian. You know what I'm saying right there. So I, I hope I answered that to help you. Yeah. And it's not about money. It's just yes. about the safety of my family. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. When I'm talking about a suit is to gain. I'm going to gain from this financially. So somebody else. Yes, Pastor Rita. Aaron, do you want to bring that to I tell people, like when they come to me for counsel, and I'd like to address your question, 
you know, whatever it is in our life, if we don't deal with it, mm. it'll deal with us. Mm -hmm. And when we deal with it, we have an element of control. Mm -hmm. But when it deals with us oftentimes, whether it's a cat scratch or a boil on our backside or an offense, when it deals with us, we often lose what control we have. And I found that if you nurse your hurt long enough, it'll turn to bitterness. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we have to deal with our hurt and deal with it in the early stages, you know, or else it, it does turn to something nastier. Lynn, you got something you want? I'll look to you because I don't want... I started to say, I don't want you to think you're wise. Me and him is very close friends, and we pick on each other all the time. So i got to be how, careful how nice I am to him. So I sat there, and I listened. I listened to her. Nancy. Tough situations. Yeah. But we have to go to our father for his advice. And when we... When we read the Word of God, that's wisdom that's coming from the Heavenly Father. And two things stuck out to me that you read tonight. The first one, vengeance is mine. Mm -hmm. I will repay. I will repay. And then the other one is when you read, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. It's tough. Even as God... Listen to this, for Christ's sake. You know what that means? Mm -hmm. Jesus took a beating mm -hmm. and was crucified because that's what sin looked like to God. That's what it looked like to him. That was the beating in the crucifixion. Mm -hmm. For Christ's sake, he forgave us through him. And that is exactly why Jesus is the only one with authority to judge. Vengeance is mine. And you know when he's going to judge all these situations? The great white throne judgment. That's the second death. That's when he will judge all these situations that we talk about. But God said, it's so hard we, we have to practice patience, and it's so hard because we get involved in situations that's so tough. But God said, hold on. Vengeance is, my, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and he will bring vengeance on these individuals. Mm -hmm. And he's the only one with authority to be able to do that. Why? Because he took a beating and he was crucified for our sins. Mm -hmm. That's why he has the authority. One of my favorite words that I like to use is balance. Be in balance. You pray. You pray. You ask God how you should react, how you should be led, and he'll lead you in the right direction. Anybody else? Yeah, it's kind of off of the um, um, path of maybe what you're focusing on tonight. But as a 57-year-old man, um, as a 57-year-old man, there's different abuses that happens in your life. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of parental abuse. And God is working with me and dealing with me and helping me to get through that. But as a child, when some of the abuses happened, it was very hard for me to deal with that on my own. It even came into our marriage. Yeah. When we got married, you know, everything was supposed to be lily white and picket fences and all that, and our life was never like that. And I remember going to Pastor Ruth and talking with her, and she told me, she said, you need to sit down and you need to write a letter telling them people just how they made you feel, how the abuse made you feel. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the one person had passed away. And I said, Pastor Ruth, I can't take and give that to that person. She said, then maybe you need to go to his tombstone or yeah. her tombstone yeah. and tell them how you feel. So one day I told Patty, I said, I've got to go take care of this because I put it off and put it off. 
I was out there just giving this person what for in the graveyard. And you know, I'm a Bennett. I got a big mouth. I talk loud. You know my family. And when I was done, I felt like a three million pound weight was lifted off of me. That I, I don't know if I want to say that I finally got my vengeance because it wasn't mine. But I think the Lord finally served his because I was released of so much because of that, that day that I can talk about those people now and it doesn't affect yeah. me at all. You remember it, but it don't have you held captive. That's right. That's what I told you. But it's a process. It is a process. You it's can't process. just say, okay, I'm going to take care of this. Yeah. Just like the forgiveness of my dad. For 32 years, I didn't know my dad. Yeah. And if he had been in the picture, maybe some of this stuff wouldn't have happened. The right. physical abuse wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But regardless of what it was, it has given me such an avenue mm -hmm. to talk to other people. Yeah. Um, Darren Powell, he didn't know his dad, and he and I, our lives were so much alike. Right. And I was able to witness to Darren and talk with him and help him come to know his dad. And thank God my relationship with my dad was healed, right. and I was able to help lead him to the Lord. He knew the Lord. He may have never come to know Jesus if I hadn't went through that process. Yeah. So I just thank God that um, he put the right people in my path to get me to where I need to be. Now, with some people, it's, it's a little harder because they were a little bit closer to home. But God's still dealing with me with that. That's right. And I thank God and praise him you know, for his guidance to it all. Yeah. It's a process. Let's all stand. Can we do that? Let's all stand. Amen. Don't be, I said it already, don't be afraid to ask the Holy Spirit to work in your heart here tonight. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. The Bait of Satan podcast series can be found on Facebook and YouTube, or you can download it on the go from any major podcast platform. Make sure to like, to share, to subscribe, and tell your friends and family about the Jewel City Podcast.